That's what we do. We help others progress and elevate what kingdom living is concerned. Amen. Glory to God. If we seem a little strange, it's only because we are. Amen. Glory to God. We have a small condition that's called STO. And it means spiritually thrown off. We are spiritually thrown off. We have lost our minds to gain the mind of Christ. Amen. We're going to move on into our confession for today. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. I know you don't know the confession. Amen. Hallelujah. So you could you can keep up with that. Amen. And that'll be something when you come back. Glory to God. Amen. You are having to go with it. Glory to God. We stand up on our feet at this time. Amen. Amen. See our Bibles in our hands. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, since y'all guys don't know it, I'm going to get y'all to repeat after me. Amen. I am spirit. I am spirit. And not flesh. And not flesh. Therefore, Therefore today, today, I shall dominate. I shall dominate. And be victorious. And be victorious. And increase. And increase. In every area. In every area. My family shall be protected. My family shall be protected. My children shall be Say, my marriage shall prosper. My marriage shall prosper. And my finances shall increase. And my finances shall increase. Today, today, I shall walk. I shall walk in my true identity. In my true identity. My spirit, my spirit, and not my flesh. And not my flesh. I shall control my tongue. I shall control my tongue. And my mind. And my mind. Regardless of how, regardless of how I feel. The word of God, the word of God, coming out of my mouth, coming out of my mouth, is just as powerful. It's just as powerful as the word of God, as the word of God, coming out of His mouth, coming out of His mouth, and the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is my strength, is my strength, and I refuse, and I refuse to let anybody, to let anybody, or anything, or anything, anybody, anybody, or anything, or anything, anybody, anybody, or anything, anything. Pull me down. Pull me down. This day. This day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank all y'all for coming out and fellowship with us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Very excited about the word today. Amen. Glad to see. Amen. Our daughter in the house today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And her newly. Wedded husband. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations to you guys. Amen. We all think we've seen y'all sister. Well, I haven't seen y'all since y'all got married. Amen. Or maybe I have. Glory to God. But nevertheless, I want to congratulate you guys. Amen. I think it's awesome when two people come together uh, in what we know is to be holy. Matrimony. Holy. I like the concept of it being holy so that automatically puts us in a place of understanding that it's God ordained, God established. Amen? Amen. And so that is beautiful. Glory to God. That is very beautiful. I am so proud of you guys. Amen. Excited. Glory to God. And, and I just believe God right now that y'all guys will prosper and go forward. Glory to God. And that y'all will enhance. Amen. Uh, in marriage. Y'all will be increased in marriage. Y'all will grow in marriage. Y'all will become. Glory to God, a, uh, if you will, a model for marriage. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for marriage. Amen. 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 We're going to get into our topic today. I'm very excited about it. We're still talking about 
covenant reality. Amen. Covenant reality. Let me say something real quick uh, as I go into this thought. We were establish what covenant is, but let me just see if I can take it a step closer to our destination. Covenant can be said to be a blood connection. Amen. Covenant, this new covenant, not just any covenant, but this new covenant can be said to be a blood connection. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so how do we get connected by blood in this covenant? Well, it was the shedding blood or the shedding blood of Jesus that connected us to God in this new covenant. Amen. Amen. It was the shedding blood of Jesus that connected us to God in this new covenant. Amen. Amen. Here's a thought. We are kingdom people. We are. We are kingdom people. And we've got to make sure that we understand that we're kingdom people. But this is what I want you to see what kingdom is concerned. What kingdom is concerned, it deals with our position and our authority. Amen? Amen. And that's good. But the idea is this, is that without covenant, you can't get in the kingdom. Amen. So the covenant is what, is what gets us in the kingdom. Amen? By this blood covenant that we're talking about, this blood connection is how we got means, access to come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about covenant reality. Listen to this thought. We're trying to figure out how do, you know, I was talking to my uh, spiritual father, and, uh, and I began to share with him what I was sharing in the message, and he said, he asked he said, how does reality come? In other words, how does a person make a thing their reality? He asked me the question, and, uh, you know, of course, I didn't know what he was expecting me to answer, glory to God. So he just told me. He said, reality comes through repetition. Amen. What do I mean when I say repetition? It means repeatedly. Amen. I made a statement on the last teaching of this message. And I said this here. That the words of a father gives every child their reality. But when you tie it into this thought of reality come through repetition, then this is what it means. That when a child continually hears the words of his father, it then creates a reality. When he continues to hear repetitiously the words of the father, is at that point what the father says becomes the child's reality. It's been proven by Jesus. Jesus said it this way. He said, I do nothing other than what I see my father do, yeah. and I don't say anything other than what I hear my father say. Amen. And so I want us to get that concept there. That God wants us to get this covenant to such a degree. To where it becomes our reality. 
What do we mean when we say it becomes our reality? The definition from reality was this. What is real? What is true? What is fact? Shaping the perception. Shaping the attitude. Reality. What is real? What is true? What is fact? Shaping the perception and the attitude. Here's a thought where the believer's reality should come into play. We read the word and we see several scriptures that points out our position and our authority. But we got to realize that this is true. It has to become our reality. It has to become real to us. It has to become fact to this degree. That if there's a place in your life where you seem weak, you got to realize there's a place you need to check. In the first place that I would check is my belief. Amen. Am I believing correct? Glory to God. Well, the covenant is concerned. Yeah. Amen. Think about this thought right here. It's never the devil. Glory to God. What do you mean when you say that, Pastor Pete? I mean just what I say. It's never the devil. We as the church has become so accustomed to blaming the devil for everything. And I'm standing at my ironing board ironing a couple of days ago and I heard in my spirit just as clear as day. It's never the devil. And yet he gets all the blame. Again, I go back to make the statement again. If there's a place in your life where you seem weak, the first place you ought to want to check is your believer. Yeah. Not the devil. Glory to God. Not the devil. See, we have a tendency to point the finger to the devil. The first time we find a weak area in our life, the first thing we claim is the devil is busy. Amen. So I made that statement because I wanted to raise questions, because I wanted to raise your curiosity, because I wanted you to question whether, what do I mean? What do you mean, Pastor B? It's never the devil. I'm going to go to a passage, and I'm going to read one passage, but I'm going to read it from two writers. From one story, but from two writers. In other words, it's going to have a slight different angle on one story than it does other. But it's going to say the same thing, but I want you to see something in context. Come with me, you will, to Mark chapter 9. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Say it with me. It's never, it's never the, devil. the devil. Amen. Glory to God. I'm cleared up in a minute. Glory to God. Amen. I know we we go we need I'm gonna clear it up in a minute. Glory to God. Mark chapter 9. Amen. If you dare say amen. 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 Let's get started. Glory to God. We're going to start at verse 14. Look at what it reads. It says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. Now let me tell you where he's coming from, first of all. Jesus just comes from what we call the mountain of transfiguration. It is where he transfigured before his disciples. And the Bible says he shone and was white. Glory to God. Amen. Moses showed up. Elijah showed up. Glory to God. And then the whole the Father showed up and they spoke. Glory to God. But after all that took place, they was on their way down the mountain. And they going down the mountain. Jesus looked and had he got three of his disciples with him up on the mountain, Peter, James, and John. He got these three disciples with him, so the rest of the disciples are down the mountain. Amen. He got three of them up there with him, and then he got the other ones there down the mountain. And they shut down the mountain. This is what he comes into. Starting at verse 14 again. And when he had come to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. And the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. And running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribe, what question are you with them? In other words, what it is that you want with my disciples? Go on, Father. He says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which had a dumb spirit. Now, listen to this concept right here, real quick. He said, I have brought unto thee. So what this fellow is saying in this scenario, from this story, from this angle, Jesus, I have brought my son to you, who has a dumb spirit. You see it? Yeah. All right. But remember, they are surrounding the disciples. Disciples, they're questioning the disciples. And yet the man said, I have brought my son to thee. Let's go on to the father here now. Amen. Verse 18, and wheresoever he taketh him, he tarries him, and he foameth, and gathereth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. You see that? Yeah. Oh, glory to God. It appears to be that whatever spirit, whatever devil, whatever demon, whatever problem this was, it was bigger than whatever power they had. That's the way it seems in the story. He said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not. In other words, whatever it is my son dealing with is bigger than whatever your disciples are supposed to have. Let me go on reading. Verse 19. And he answered him, and said, O faithful generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tarried him and fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago 
since this came unto him. And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Amen. Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, Amen. all things are possible yes, to him that believe. Look at what the statement said again. If there's a weak place Come on that you find in your life, yeah. the first place you ought to check is your belief. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things, some things, all. almost all things, never all. all things, all. he said, all things are possible. Yeah. Listen to what he was saying to the man. If you will believe, you could have dealt with this yourself. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So he said, if you believe, glory to God. What it is in your life that you bring into the preacher that if you would only believe, glory to God. What is it in your life that you bring into the fact that if you would only, glory to God. Yeah. See, because all things are possible to him that believe it. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thine my unbelief. In other words, what he was saying was with this. Look, Father, I understand. He said, Lord, I know that I've been not, I've, I ain't been believing. He said, I believe that it's been my unbelief. He said, help my unbelief. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. See, you got to get this right here. The Father said to us today, it's your belief. It's never Come on here somebody I'm going to say it again It's never Glory to God But if you can believe Come on here let's go on the farthest now He says Verse 25 And when Jesus saw that the people came running together He rebuked the foul spirit Saying unto him Thou dumb and deaf spirit I charge thee come out of him And enter no more into him and the spirit cried out and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was one, he was as one dead. And so much that they said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he rose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately. Watch what the disciples say. Why could we not? Glory to God. Look at what he said. Why could we not cast him out? You see that? The disciples came to him privately and said, Why could we not cast him out? In other words, it was almost as though this was some devil that was so big and they didn't have what it takes to deal with. Now, I'm going to go somewhere here in a minute. Because I want you to see something. Glory to God.
Amen. 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 Here we go. Going on in Father. He says, Why could we not cast them out? And Jesus said unto them, This kind can come, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Alright. Now we see this scenario from this angle, from this writer. He's saying this here, that the man brought Jesus, the son to Jesus. Jesus said to him, look, uh, if you can believe all things, I mean, if you can believe all things are possible. You got it? Yeah. Then his disciples came to him privately after he had dealt with the matter and said, why we couldn't cast it out? He said, this time come out only by fasting and praying, right? Amen. He said, if you didn't, he didn't say about that. He didn't say this time come out. He said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by fasting. And praying. Now we're going to look at this same story from another writer and give just a tad big different angle or insight, probably a better word. Give just a tad big different angle. Tell me you will to Matthew chapter 17. Say it with me again. It's never, it's never the, devil. the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Something we're going to start at 14 in this chapter as well. Matthew 17, starting at verse 14. Amen. If you guys say, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Start reading. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him. Saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire, and often into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not hear him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithful and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither. To me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples, then, the, then came the disciples of Jesus, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? This is that what Jesus said in this, record, this record right here. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your... You see that? Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. You see that? Glory to God. How be it? This kind going not out, but by fasting, by prayer and fasting. Look at what Jesus said. Now Jesus said in this scenario, he says, he says, it's because of your unbelief. The other 
So he only says here that this kind goes down now without fasting and prayer. But here he gives a clear distinction and a clear insight and understanding of why they couldn't cast him out. He will say to them, it was not because he was some great devil. It was not because he was some big devil. It was not because he was so audacious of a devil to where you couldn't deal with him and I had to be the one to deal with him. He said it was because of your un. Believe. What is it in our life today that we're wrestling with and we're struggling with and we're trying to get over, we're trying to get past, we're trying to get out of, and it's only because we're in unbelief Come on now. in this area. We're blaming the devil, we're blaming our friends, we're blaming the God, the co-worker, we're blaming the God when Jesus said it's only just because you're in unbelief in this area. Glory to God. Amen. So I want you to see this here. So here's the thought. Let me make this statement again. It's never the devil. It's the believer not believing. I'm saying it again. It's never the devil, but rather it's the believer not believing. See, it's in this area he's not believing. Though he may seem to be courageous in some other area in his life, but when it comes to this area, glory to God. Going on to the Father here. When we are believing, here's a thought. When we are believing, we become a force to be reckoned with. Amen. I'm going to say it again. When we are believing, we become a force to be reckoned with. Turn with me if you will to John. Glory to God, so I can point out this thought. Chapter 7. John chapter 7. Amen. John chapter 7. We're going to look at verse 
in certain bodies of water. Well, I know when I was coming up, we, we used to go ahead and take that little total taking. We had what we call Trinity River. And Trinity River, that this current is coming out of Trinity River. And if you mess around and get in that water, get in the wrong place and fall, that current will take you out and take you under. The danger of that current will overpower you. And yet Jesus is saying this here. When you believe, something is going to come out of you. That's going to be of a glory to God. That's going to be of a great force. Yeah, hallelujah. Overpowering the thing that's trying to hinder you. So look at that word. He, glory to God. Verse uh, 39 says, it says, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe should receive. Glory to God. Oh, you got to hear this here right here. For they that believe will receive. In other words, God is trying to get something to you if you would only believe that will yeah. put you in the position of becoming unstoppable. Glory oh, to no. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, amen. When we are believing, we become a force to be reckoned with. Glory to God. Amen. But when we don't believe, the power can't flow. It's almost as though, glory to God, something unbelief builds a dam, glory to God, across the place where the current, the stream of this river that's flowing out of you will flow with great force, with great power. Hallelujah. Unbelief builds a dam and stops the flow of the river. Yes, come on now. Hallelujah. Let's Let's define this word, belief. Believe it. Glory to God. Believe. This is what it means to believe. It means to think to be true. It means to be persuaded of. One, it means to think to be true. Two, it means to be persuaded of. Glory to God. Three, it means to credit or to give credit to. Fourthly, it means to place confidence in. I like number four. Amen. It means to place confidence in. Look at what Jesus is saying. When you place confidence in me, glory to God. Amen. Out your belly will flow. Mm, glory to God. When you give me credit concerning who I say I am, out your belly will come a great force. Yes. Glory to God. Definition number one. To believe it means to think to be true. In other words, when you think it to be true concerning who Jesus is, then you position yourself to become a force to be reckoned with. Amen. Second definition, it means to be persuaded of. In other words, when you are persuaded of who he is in your life concerning this new covenant, you become a force to be reckoned with. 
And number three is to give credit or, I mean, it's to credit or to give credit to. And number four, it is to place confidence in. Listen, if we are not experiencing this life, it's due to unbelief. If we are not experiencing this life, it is simply due to unbelief. Come on, if you will, real quick, to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's point this thought out. But when you place your confidence in, glory to God. Hallelujah. Then nothing will hinder you from experiencing this life. You want to see the miracles, you want amen. And you want to know what it is that's keeping you from seeing them, what keeping you from experiencing them, first place to check. It's your belief. Amen. Am I believing God in this area in my life? Amen. We in our second Corinthians chapter four. Look at verse three. Starting at verse three. It says, But if our gospel be here, in other words, this covenant I'm talking about, yeah. this force of power that I'm talking about, amen, this life that I'm talking about, you want to experience, if it be here, this is why I'm going to say, it is here to them that are lost. Now what verse number four says? Verse four says, "In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not." Come on, that is good. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine to them. You know, I talked to my brother one day on the phone about this scripture right here, and I was telling him that the reason why the light of the glory of God of Christ is the image of God wants to shine to you, because when he created you, he created you in his image. And see, the enemy is afraid that if you want to get a glimpse and get a concept of this image, that you might mess around and start thinking it to be true. Uh, he said that you might mess around and become persuaded. Okay. He's afraid that if you mess around and get a glimpse of this light of the glorious God of Christ, that you may give it credit. Huh. Hallelujah. That's good. What well, you saying? He, he, he's afraid that you may give confidence right. in this image, in you. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. To place confidence. He's afraid you make it. So what he want to do is he want to keep you from a place of believing. So what does he do? He blinds your mind. He blinds your mind to keep you, to rob you of walking in this life, this experience, this power. Yes, Lord. How this covenant. Thank you, God. He don't want this covenant to become your reality. Yes, yes. And so he's working double time. To keep you in a place of unbelief. 
I was at work on yesterday and um and at work on yesterday I was sharing this thing, thought uh concerning this devil the devil on the phone with a friend, a sister in Christ, and uh out of the blue this uh person comes behind me and attacks me and begins to tell me, Oh, you can't make people believe what you believe. You can't I never said anything to that person. I was on the phone. And I turned around and I said to this person, I said, you are a prime example of what I'm talking about. What do you mean, Perry? What I was saying to this person was that because of your unbelief, I don't believe in it, they say. I said, because of your unbelief, you have never experienced this life. It can't work for you. Matter of fact, it's been proven in Scripture, Jesus went to his own town. His own hometown in the Bible says he could not do many works. Not because the power wasn't there, but it was because of their unbelief. What is hindering Jesus from working in your life today? Where, where are you in unbelief at in your life today? Now, I'm closing out with this thought right here. Jesus made a statement in that first passage I went to. I kind of want to point out something in this last thought when Jesus said, he said, how be it? He said, this kind goeth out not but by fasting and praying. See, I know we've thought that fasting moves God. Fasting get God to hear us fasting, get God to begin to move things around in our life. And that ain't what fasting is for. Fasting is not for God. It's for us. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So when I see the concept of this fasting thing, then I see now Jesus says something to this degree. That when you pray and fast, it positions you then to be the open the channel for this force to flow. Amen. Let me see if I can say it another way. Fasting gets rid of unbelief. Come on. And realign you in the place of power. Amen. Amen. Now what do I mean when I say that, Ma? This is what I mean. Cars have to get what we call a front end alignment. Well, at one time that car rolled smooth, you know, it was real smooth. But when the alignment in that car get off, then the front end of that car starts shaking. The steering wheel starts shaking. You try to figure out what's wrong with my car riding like this here. You take it to the shop and they say, oh, we have to align your front end. And what they did was they take that front end and they put it back in alignment and when you get back in your car and it's now right and it's supposed to smooth again. And this is what fasting do for the believer. It brings you from a place of having a rough life. Glory to God. To where it's being rough to get the power to, get the power to flow to a place to where the power flows smoothly. I'll read it this way I wrote it. It removes you from a place of strain or a place of strain. Realigning you to a place of productivity. I like that right there. 
to a place of productivity. What do you mean, baby? What I'm saying is, is that a thing will produce naturally according to its creation. Glory to God. In other words, the car is, is, is created to get you from one place to another, but with comfort. If that car ever gets to a place where it's training to do what it was ready to do, and the ride don't seem comfortable no more, you need to take it to the shop and get it checked out. Because either it needs a front-end alignment, or it needs to be tuned up. Glory to God, we're coming to a close. This is what fasting does for the believer. It brings them back to a place of being able to produce. Bring them back to a place of power. In other words, so when I see this thought, this is what I see Jesus saying now. When he said, this kind goes out, what he was saying was, he was saying, this kind of power. What kind of power? The power, this kind of power that is needed to cast out, not this devil, but any devil. It doesn't matter what devil. If you're trying to get back to that place of power to where you need to cast out a devil, then the first place I would check is my believing. And if my believing is out, the first thing I would probably do is pray, pray and fast. Pray. Because it's going to realign you. It's not going to move God, but it's going to bring me to a place. Hallelujah. But being able to hear clearly, being able to believe correctly, and being able to have the confidence I need to operate or for productivity. Amen. With that being said, there's a couple more scriptures you can go read. Uh, Matthew 8 and 13. My friend, let's look at these couple of passages and, and we're going to uh, shut it down. Matthew 8 and 13. Glory to God. And look at what Jesus is saying here. Matthew 8 and 13. to the centurion. Go thy way, and as thou hast believed. You see that? Amen. Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed. And that's what I'm about. This is what I want you to see. That as you believe, so it's going to be Done to you, but watch this also as well. So as you don't believe, glory to God. So as it will not be. Amen. Next passage to look at real quick is Mark 5. 36. And we'll come to a close. Mark 5. 36. And look at what he read in Mark 5, 36. He says, This is the story of the centurion uh, soldier who came to Jesus because of his daughter was at the point of death. And he came to get Jesus to tell him who to 
healed my daughter and Jesus said I'll go so Jesus went with the man the woman with the issue of blood stopped him in the middle of him going to raise the man's daughter up and you gotta think about the man's uh, daughter at the point of death so Jesus now is uh somebody came from the centurion's house from the guy's house to bang him word and uh we're gonna start at verse 35 let's start at verse 35 verse 35 says this here while he yet spoke, there came this Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. While he yet spoke, there came the ruler of the synagogue. Okay, while he yet spoke, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troubles thou the master and the father? We're in Mark 6, starting verse 35. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, amen. 5 and 36. Yeah, starting with 35. 5, starting with 35 and 36. And while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troubles the mouth of the father? 36. And Jesus, no. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Listen, when you came to me, you will believe me. Amen. Don't stop believing. Because if you stop believing, it automatically arrives in your problem of the thing you came for. When you believe, it automatically puts you in possession of the thing you came for. But So don't stop believing. Keep believing. So I say to you today, Glory to God. Don't stop believing. If you consulted God concerning the matter, and you believe to the degree when you went to God about it, then guess what I want you? I need you to keep believing. Hallelujah. Only believe. And remember, it's never the devil if you not believe. So let's refrain from blaming the devil and giving him so much credit, so much power, so much. And realize that the devil ain't as bad as you thought he was. Amen. Amen. It's just when you as a believer don't believe. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you right now, your son. Jesus' name, we give you glory. Today, Lord God, as we go forward, Lord God, we now see clearly, Lord God, that though opposition show up, Lord God, though, Lord God, struggles may come, Lord God, we would not doubt and get in mm, fear, Lord God. But we will remain in a place of only believing. Yes, Lord. And so we thank you right now, Lord God, as I pray for this congregation, I pray for those, Lord God, who are here now, Lord God. I glorify you right now, Lord God, that their faith is excelled now, Lord God. That they see clearly, Lord God, that Jesus' expectation of them is to only believe. And in believing, Lord God, all things become possible. In believing, Lord God, all things have to move when they open their mouth and speak. In believing, Father God, we thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. That they become an unstoppable force as the current of a river. Yes, God. Flowing, as you said in your word, our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I glorify you now. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for all awesome the word. It is in your son Jesus' name. 
that we pray. We want to thank you for our Facebook audience. Those who listen on CastBox, we want y'all to be blessed, be encouraged, and go forward, believe it, knowing this here. Glory to God. In believing, you become an unstoppable force. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory.